in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Full Metal Blacket. <laughs> we are back at it by popular demand. So many of you all have been enjoying our Full Metal Bracket episodes. We were originally going to like do one off, one one questions, the other one Full Metal Bracket, but we've gotten so many of them. We feel like we should hit some of these, and you guys have been responding so well to them. We thought we'd knock a few of these out over the next few weeks, so or last few weeks, and so we're going to jump into another one today. Matt Nost is—is is that correct? Uh, that it is. I mean, if you want to send us topic thunder questions, uh, please do. We have a backlog of some of them, which we'll be getting to in the very near future. But yes, um, yeah, people just keep sending in more and more brackets, so clearly this is resonating. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're just going to stick with it, and uh, we got to, you know. A, give uh, credit to numerous people came up with the name sure but one person uh feels like they were left out of the loop on the uh giving thanks for the yeah. name which is oliver madrill so yeah. thank you oliver uh there's also a suggestion on uh youtube i think that's what you sent me originally was the screen cap of that yes so a, uh, a lot of parallel thinking of genius here yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah. but uh thank you oliver didn't want you to think that uh, it would go fully uncredited so yeah um, today's full metal bracket is sent to us from Charles Clark, Charles Clark. And he says, hello, Matt and John. On the first episode of this show, you suggested it could be on a range of topics, including an eighties throwdown. And I thought that's a great idea. So here's part one of the eighties throwdown, which will take from the field of box office success Ooh. in true top 10 fashion. Instead of just going off the hundred highest grossing movies of the eighties, I looked up the top 10 grossing films from each year to make the field. <sighs> Holy shit. I then ranked them using the patented rotten tomatoes, Metacritic IMDb average ranking, <laughs> uh, using the rotten tomatoes user score as a tiebreaker. All right. I have attached the tournament twice, once as a PNG and once as a JPEG. So whichever is easy to print, blah, blah, blah. Um, he also attached the raw rankings. Thank you very much for that. Sorted by year and ranked by box office with the rating number in parentheses in a Word document. Dear God, man. <laughs> At the bottom of the top 32 used to make this bracket. And for fun, I included the first four out, Ooh. Uh, which just missed the cut. Oh. I think this bracket has some interesting matchups and I can already feel the internal struggle you guys will have as you get into the later rounds. Have fun and look out for part two, which should be coming soon. Wow. Not just the internal struggle. It would be an external struggle. I imagine as you hear us uh, going into this thing. All right. Um, he's got a PS. Do you want to read that as well? Uh, go ahead. I got to print this off real quick. Okay. Okay. PS forgot to include some notes about figuring out the top 10 for each year. I use the top 10 as listed from Wikipedia because their top 10 
showed only movies released in the year and their final gross overall. I looked at box office mojo and the numbers, but those sites listed movies like Kramer versus Kramer, which was released in 79 and made money in the beginning of 1980. They also sometimes appeared not to have numbers for some movies like Blue Lagoon. Why is Blue Lagoon even in consideration specifically? I couldn't find this on box office mojo's list for 1980. There's no way that Blue Lagoon is even in consideration for the. I mean, I was alive when Blue Lagoon came out. I know it didn't uh, burn it up at the box office. So, but that's a funny reference to make for sure. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah, I guess I got to download this so I can take a look at this myself now which so are we going off the png or are we going off the jpeg whatever works yeah i don't think it matters i i just okay. uh i think i printed off the jpeg because i could resize it in my uh, printing software gotcha 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 okay the, um, the, the text is kind of light here so i will do my best to uh follow along uh oh, here we go okay good i can make it a little bit bigger so i can all right good i'm good to go all right <laughs> oh boy here we go um all right matt i think you start us off right in the first side of the bracket is that correct yeah the last matchup i'll do is 29 to versus four that's the top part of the bracket sounds good um all right so 80s throwdown part one (laughs) in the one versus 32 bracket we have back to the future versus trading places wow wow shit Right off the bat, that's a fucking brutal matchup. Um, I, I, I have my answer. I mean, I, <clears throat> I have to take Back to the Future, but it is not by much. It is not by much, only because that film is just so, so legendary, and I don't think trading is necessarily the best Eddie. If this was coming to America versus Back to the Future, yeah, I hate to break it to you, Back to the Future, it would not, it would not yeah. be a contest. So I'll not take closer. BTTF for now. That's uh, honestly that was my entire thought process. If this yeah. was a different Eddie film, I oh, am yeah. taking that other Eddie film because um, <laughs> Trading Places for me it falls apart a little bit in spots. It does. Yeah, it does. Whereas Back to the Future is, uh, you know, it knows what it is from the moment it starts and 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 strong. So Back to the Future makes it there. All right. 1716. Yeah. Dead Poet Society versus Ghostbusters. <laughs> this is an easy one for me. I guess I'd take Ghostbusters. But yep. I, yeah, right. Okay. Oh man. Just because I don't think that movie holds up as much as it. I mean, the Robin Williams stuff is great, but it does get a little cheesy if you go back and watch it now. I, All right. I, Robin Williams is amazing in it. I That's hate true. that film. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh Oh, no, okay, so now we have the nine versus twenty-four. Okay, who framed Roger Rabbit? And as far as box office, I am blown away. This is even remotely making the list. So who framed Roger Rabbit versus On Golden Pond? On Golden Pond is twenty-four, which means it had higher box office than apparently eight other films. <laughs> More than Trading Places. What? Yeah, that's crazy. Well, the eighties were a weird time, man. So <laughs> yeah, we want to see old people. Yeah, yeah, Henry Fonda, one more time. Um, yeah, you got to take who framed on this one. No offense, Don Golden Pond. And oh, Cat- I mean, all offense, Don Golden Pond. You shouldn't be on this bracket. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is a movie. It got awards because of the cast, and it was nice to see them all again. Yeah, yeah, good point. Uh, all right, moving on. 
Mm-hmm. We have the 25-8 matchup of Time Bandits versus the Little Mermaid. How did Time Bandits make more than more money than trading places? I really need to. Yeah, I don't know. I can't believe that's true. That's crazy. Uh, you know, in a bit of an upset, I'm going to take Time Bandits. I don't have the same reverence for Little Mermaid that other people do. So for me, I just love the ingenuity of what um Oh God, I forget I forget everybody's name now. Uh what he did in Time Bandits. And I actually bought the criterion a few weeks ago. So I I, I would take Time Bandits over Little Mermaid. Um what's his name again? The fucking Monty Python guy? The yeah, Mer- it's the Monty Python guy. It's a uh Terry Gilliam. That's Terry it. Gilliam. Oh, Jesus. I just kept going Gore Verbensky in my head and I was like, <laughs> Gore Verbensky. It's not Gore Verbensky. It's not Gore Ver- Gore doesn't even do anything remotely like Terry Gilliam. <laughs> And then I started thinking of Terry's other movies, like he did Brazil. He did. Yeah. It's not helping, Matt. That's not helping. <laughs> um, I'm going to go uh, Little Mermaid. Okay. Yeah, no surprise. I know you like the animation stuff. Yeah, but I think, honestly, it's I don't think that one too, holds yeah. up all yeah. that well. Watched it a few years ago again, and I was like, eh, eh. But Time Bandits for me does not. I, I liked it as a kid, but yeah. I've seen it as adult again, and I'm like, nah, this is not for me. Terry Gilliam is very hit and miss in my yeah. world. He is very hit or miss. You're not wrong about that. Um, yeah, like Brazil, yeah. I don't understand why. Yeah, Brazil's a weird times. one. I, I agree with you. Brazil, I'm like, what? Okay. Yeah. It doesn't seem that interesting when I Yeah. The, oh, this is an allegory for this. And okay. yeah. yeah, I see what you're saying. Plus, um, I think De Niro is like horribly miscast in that movie, but whatever. I mean, it's nice to see him doing something different, especially at that point. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Because he hadn't done his. his bad grandpas or whatever or you know and all that jazz yeah but it's like so, kaitel in like last temptation or in um or in the piano you're like wow ah, what are you doing here it just seems weird i don't know i forgot kaitel was in last temptation i haven't seen that in 20 years <laughs> he's what is it peter or judas i forget who he plays yeah i'm not sure yeah um all right now moving on to our five versus 28 yeah. Which is the Terminator versus Terms of Endearment. Look, this is tough. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, what? Terms of Endearment is a good fucking movie. That is a well-written movie, incredibly well-directed. James L. Brooks directing this one, who directed a number of great films, including Broadcast News. The Terminator is nostalgia. It is not a better film. So, I'm sorry. I'm going to take Terms of Endearment over The Terminator because it's a better constructed film looking at it as a as a person who loves movies. Um, I agree with what you're saying about Terms of Endearment. Yes. But I think I would go back to rewatch Terminator before I would Terms of Endearment. Okay. So that's, I'm going to deviate, but I do agree with you. Terms of Endearment is a fantastic film. It is. I mean, it's a gut punch. Yeah. If you really get sucked into the emotional uh, drama of it. Yeah, like On Golden Pond is cheese ball. This, in terms of endearment, actually carries a punch, man. Yeah, yeah, it's got great drama. And mm-hmm. then uh, the mother-daughter dynamic is yeah. fantastic. Yeah, with Shirley and... Uh, yeah. yeah. You really get sucked into that. And then Jack Nicholson playing yeah. an ex-astronaut. It's completely believable somehow. It's so good, man. Uh, all all right. right, 21 versus 12. This one's tough. Oof. The Untouchables at 21 versus A Fish Called Wanda at 12. 
<sighs> that's like a 50 50 dude i like both of those stuff. a lot yeah i mean i'm gonna go untouchables only because i think the other bank robber and fish call wanda doesn't a hundred percent like it's not memorable to me the dude with the mustache yeah so i can't say that about anybody in the untouchables even the smaller uh, ensemble characters, they're all believable in what they're doing. Um, so I, I could just kind of, I just will go back and watch untouchables more than fish. So I got to give it to that. Cause it's about equal between those two movies. I wonder how much like if untouchables would come up more in the discussion for these, whatever yeah. drama type movies. If this, the score wasn't so heavily eighties. I like the score. I it's think it's score. unique. It's memorable. And mm-hmm. it's part of the reason that I tune in, but I also, it is a time capsule of a score. Yeah. 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 And it really dates the movie, mm. which is impressive because they're making a period piece. True. Uh, I, I, I think it's a 51 49. I'm going to take a fish called Wanda. Wow. Wow. Okay. Fair enough. That's a tough one though. Yeah, dude. Uh, next one, Coal Miner's Daughter at 13 versus War Games at 20. You can't ask the outlaw to choose a, to not choose a biopic, so I got to go Coal Miner's Daughter. I actually was watching the the uh, last hour of it the other day on TCM, so I like that movie, and I think Sissy is fantastic in that film, and of course, we just lost Loretta a few weeks, a couple weeks ago, so... Um, and I think War Games is a good movie, but I just don't think it's that interesting of a film so i will take coal miner's daughter uh yeah coal miner's daughter is good yeah if if those out there have never seen it it's a good movie tommy lee is this is a young tommy lee for yeah. those of you who haven't seen it it's like a young 20s tommy lee that yeah. looks like he's mid-30s yeah i was gonna say he still looks like he's 40 uh it's it's impressive he's always and guess what he looks just as pissed off yeah, just as cantankerous as ever. <laughs> yep. Um, I think I'm going to take War Games just because I, it takes me back to my childhood. Yeah, understood. The coal miner's daughter is going to lose out to that, but it's a good movie. Yeah. And then finally, <sighs> the easiest matchup, I think, of this opening round, hmm. Superman 2 at 29 versus Raiders of the Lost Ark at 4. Yeah, I got. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, it's as as much as I do enjoy Superman two, whether it's the Richard Donner cut or the original cut, Raiders is just next level, man. So yeah, Raiders is the the winner there. Yeah, that's a no brainer for me. But yeah. we already know my opinion on Superman. <laughs> um. All right, we'll finish out the top part of this bracket, and then okay. we'll take that break. So now we both have Back to the Future versus Ghostbusters. Goodness gracious, dude. Goodness gracious. Fuck. This is tough. You go first. I I'm I am I'm gonna go back to the future. Yeah, I think I have to too, man. As much as I do enjoy Ghostbusters, I think Back to the Future just has there's just there's just more weight to that movie, man. And Ghostbusters is great. Yeah. Back Had you asked eight year old me or whatever when this came out, it would be the biggest ghostbusters win in the history of mankind but right right as i get older i i don't know i see back to the future more anyway all right who framed roger rabbit versus time bandits for you and the little mermaid for me 
I'll take Who Framed. That's it's just a more consistently better film than Dime Bandits. Yeah, I agree. It's better than uh, Little Mermaid as well. So Who Framed makes it on. Okay. Now uh, you have Terms of Endearment versus Untouchables, and oh, I have the Terminator yeah. versus A Fish Called Wanda. You know, it's funny the logic that we use in these matchups. That you know, that kind of changes depending on the matchup. Now I don't mean changes yeah, in terms of like one eighty. I just mean like you you use different logic, and so. Whereas I felt Terms of Endearment was a more complete film than Terminator and Untouchables was just that that little smidgen better than Fish Call Wanda. Now I have to look at and go like, well, which one will I turn on? And I'll always turn on Untouchables versus Terms of Endearment. So in that, unfortunately, Terms of Endearment loses out because of that, but not because of the quality. I just think Untouchables is such a damn good movie. Um, so I, I, I give it the nod over, over Terms in this situation. Um. Yeah, I'm going to use my argument that I've used other times. I think I'd put on A Fish Called Wanda before I put on Terminator. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, if this was Terminator 2, Terminator 2 is going to win that. Yeah, it's a whole other conversation. I agree with you there. Um, so you have Untouchables moving on, and I have A Fish yeah. Called Wanda. Okay. Now, um, I don't even feel like I should have to read these, but <laughs> Coal Miner's Daughter and War Games for each of us versus Raiders. Yeah, Can I just Raiders. go ahead and write Raiders? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oof, man. Oof. This All is right, going to so get hairy. Yeah. Back to the Future now versus Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Ah, back to the Future. It's not a question. That one just carries, again, carries much more weight. I love Who Framed. God, I love Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. And like uh, all the behind the scenes vignettes where like, the animators talking about all the, the hurdles that they had to. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know overcome like teaching Bob Hoskins to keep his hands closed when he's holding on to Roger. Cause otherwise they have to animate in between his fingers and it just adds so much more time and budget. So it's just yeah. like, if you grab Roger, you know, uh, I'm going to take back to the future. Okay. All right. Now it's untouchables for you. Fish called Wanda for me versus Raiders. Yeah. It's gotta be Raiders. Yeah. I agree with you wholeheartedly. <sighs> Raiders have issues with the back half of Raiders. It has to be Raiders. Ooh. Uh, now it is back to the future. Wow. Versus Raiders of the pardon me, Lost Ark. Oh my God. I <sighs> Fuck, man. I hate, I, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I, I think I have to go back to the future. As much as I love Raiders, I think Glass Crusade is a better. More oh, you're beloved. coming to my side of the argument. Yeah, I do like Glass Crusade over, over Raiders of the Lost Ark. I do, especially as I get older, Matt. It, it carries much more weight for me than the first Raiders. The first Raiders is fun as hell. Ain't no, ain't no lie about that. But for me, and some people might get mad about this, the second half of the movie where you turn Marion Ravenwood in my opinion, into a damsel in distress. Now, in retrospect, I don't 100% like. Whereas Back to the Future, I don't think there's anything that I could look back on in that movie and have an issue with. Even the mom-son stuff, I know it's a little weird and creepy, but it was innocently done in that movie. And even the rape scene is still carries some real weight and power to yeah. it uh, that's unsettling because they don't pull any punches in that moment, man, or the almost rape scene, I guess. 
Um, as her look is just so, so strong. So I have to give it to the back to the future. I think it's just a more complete film than Raiders. Um, oh, that was close though. Jesus. Yeah. That's a, that is an excellent matchup. Mm-hmm. The way it shook out. Uh, I'm going to go the opposite way and I'm going to okay. take uh, Raiders. Um, just Indy's quite possibly my favorite film character of all time. So fair enough. Now, if that was Temple of Doom, Back to the Future, you'd be winning. <laughs> yeah, Temple of Doom. If it even got to the Temple of Doom, wouldn't have got to the first round for me. But all right, fair enough. Yeah, it depends on the matchup. It, it, it could have made it out of the first round, maybe even out of the second, depending on the matchup for me. I like Temple of Doom. Okay. It's a very flawed film, but I still like it. So I, I'm going to take Raiders. You've got okay. Back to the Future. Okay. And that ends the top half of our bracket. So we're going to take a quick break, hear this word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back after this. Okay. All right, we're back, Matt. Um, I start off, uh, I, I jump into the second half of the bracket here. Yep. I uh, got a three versus 30 matchup. This is uh, this is maybe a little bit easier, but still a fun matchup. Aliens at number three versus the number 30 film, 48 Hours. Another good Eddie. Not a great Eddie, but a good Eddie. Um. Yeah, I'm taking Aliens. Yeah, I'm taking that Aliens one. as well. It's, it's, it's a, such a good film. All right, our next film. Holy match. Uh, here's our next matchup. Witness at number 19 versus Die Hard at number 14. Wow. I mean, this one's easy for me. I'll take Die Hard. Yeah, I'll take Die Hard as well. But look, look at that. Die Hard made less money than A Fish Called Wanda, Coal Miner's Daughter, and a bunch of those other ones up there. Insane. All right, our next matchup, of number 11, Tootsie versus number 22, Ruthless People. This is an absolute destroy. This is like uh, Mount St. Mary should not have even been in the tournament. This is a 60-point victory, at least. Uh, I take Tootsie. Uh, I agree. Tootsie uh, yeah. takes it. Ruthless People is fine. Yeah, yeah. Whereas uh, Tootsie uh, is a really good film. So yeah. there we go. Tootsie moves on for both of us. All right. Here's the matchup. Number 27, Rain Man versus number six, The Empire Strikes Back. Whoa! I mean, mean, Oscar-winning performance for Dustin Hoffman, Tom Cruise in a dramatic role. Yeah, but are we watching TV shows today based on the universe that they created in Rain Man? We are not. (laughs) So I think this is one of the easier matchups as good as rain man is yeah you unfortunately went up uh against empire yeah and i don't think this is straight so what is it it's the top 10 of the box office from each year and then the yeah. imdb the cross rating of those and the highest rated of those top, top 10 boxes that's how i think it's getting in oh okay okay fair enough yeah because I, I keep looking at this and like there's no way that made more money than this yeah yeah it must be what it is <laughs> yeah it's all the other metrics the, all that hard work that charles put in this thank is, you I mean, charles yeah that's crazy talk all right we both do, we both take empire here for sure um yep. next matchup is number seven platoon versus number 26 the aforementioned indiana jones and the last crusade squeaking in there i think because it came out in 89 matt who you got here uh it's last crusade <laughs> yeah last crusade for me. i'm not even really i don't much like platoon yeah it doesn't hold up it's a tough watch now. It doesn't hold up. Of those Vietnam 1980s films, it's really not as great as 
people remember it being. Yeah, um, I think I'd rather watch Hamburger Hill. Yeah, yeah. Buck, I'd watch Casualties of War. Before. Casualties of War, that's a good one with Mike Fox. Yeah. Um. All right, so our next matchup, number 23, Poltergeist, taking on number 10, Airplane. Wow. You couldn't find two more diametrically opposite films, Matt. But Poltergeist versus Airplane, what do you got? Um. So I'm not a horror guy. Okay. But I do think Poltergeist is a really good movie. Yeah. But uh, Airplane, it's amazing that a lot of those jokes still hold up. Yeah. Low these 40 years later. So I'm taking Airplane because that's tough to do. Okay. Okay. So Airplane for me. I uh, We did it on the Cinephiles with Mance and it didn't, I just didn't laugh at it as much as I thought it was going to laugh. Whereas Poltergeist still scares the fucking shit out of me. So I'm going to take Poltergeist just for, you know, the fucking Craig T. Nelson fighting the skeletons off in the his unfinished pool. Um, the real skeletons, by the way. <laughs> yes, that's, they were. Yeah, it's spooky. Like, really? You couldn't just get Halloween store? I guess there were no Halloween store skeletons. So let's get real ones. Let's get some real ones. Um, all right. Our next matchup here is Moonstruck, the uh, Oscar winning vehicle for Cher. Versus Big, the first Oscar nomination for Tom Hanks' best actor. So what do you got here, Matt? <clears throat> uh, it, big. Moonstruck's really good. Cher's great in it. She Nick is. Cage is good. But uh, it, Big is an all-timer yeah, for me. So, I agree with that. Big, big is the answer. Yeah, yes. All right. And our last matchup of this side of the bracket here uh, and of the first round. Born on the 4th of July. Tom Cruise vehicle there versus et the extraterrestrial no not a film that both of us like that much but compared to born on the fourth of july where do you sit on this one here matt oh i think you're already alluding to your opinion which is my opinion i really don't like born on the fourth of july i'm glad oliver stone got all the vietnam stuff out of his system and moved on after this film um yeah I, i i don't know yeah, the the Vietnam catharsis that our society had to go through. I didn't live through Vietnam, so right. I, I didn't need to keep tearing that scab off to relive yeah. the trauma. So uh, I was out yeah. by the time this came out. And I, I don't know. So E.T., as much as I'm not a fan of E.T., it's I would yeah. still prefer to watch that. OK, I take E.T. as well, um, just because I think the film is uneven. I think Tom Cruise is almost theirs and uh, too many people laud his performance in that and i can see through some of his acting in that movie um and it may be because most critics are not actors so they don't really as much as they judge acting or like acting you've got to really know it to understand the moments in between where there's authenticity or some of the stuff is being dropped and i think with just like uh dicaprio and aviator there are moments where he's not a hundred percent there and I think that overall takes away from the performance, even though people go crazy about it. You can find the moments where he's not 100% there. And I think with Tom, same thing with Born on the Fourth of July. So I will take E.T. over that because the overall effect of E.T. is still still works. So, all right, let's oh, – Matt, ooh, second round matchup. This is Duke versus uh, Kentucky here. Aliens versus Die Hard. Wow. Uh, um, I am going Die Hard. Don't have to think that much about it. I think they're both excellent, but Die Hard is a better film to me. Yeah, I'll have to go Die Hard because 
there are some things with Newt that kind of irritate me, so I'm I'm gonna have to go Die Hard. Yeah, I'd cut her out entirely. <laughs> Even though it gives them a soul as yeah. a group, still cut her out entirely. You lose the put put the put her down or something like that, you bitch. So you lose that line. Yeah, I think you could put something else in that place and still have the effect. I would cut Newt. All right, Tootsie versus The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> do, do you want to finish that sentence, or am I just going to go ahead and write down Empire? Yeah, Not ask for either of our opinion. I'm just going to... Look, assume. I love, love, love Tootsie. Love Tootsie. Okay? Love yep. Uh-huh. What are the greatest scripts you're ever going to read that movie we just did it on the cinephiles a few weeks ago it still holds up for the humor and the interactions but he's kind of a dick in the movie even after he claims to be more aware of women so in the end i have to kind of ding it for that looking back at it whereas empire strikes back is just holds up from top to bottom so i give it to empire but that's the reason why all right Last Crusade versus Airplane for You and Poltergeist for me, Matt. Easy matchup for yeah. me. Last Crusade makes it on. I agree. Last Crusade for me as well. Um. All right. Uh, big versus E.T. For both of us, I think. Yeah, the same. I'm big. Yeah, I'm big as well. Yeah, makes it on. All right, so now we have Die Hard versus The Empire Strikes Back. Holy shit. Man, that's a good one. <laughs> the bottom one is a good one, too. Yeah, Charles wasn't wrong. There's some some really solid matchups once you get down into this. Um, yeah, like I said before, I, I keep getting sucked back into Empire in that world, whereas... Die Hard, there's been some real clunkers in that series. <laughs> You're going to blame this. This is the movie now. Don't cop out. There's yeah, a lot no, of clunkers. No, in no, no, no. It's not copping out. Things. But what comes after does influence. Okay. So do the prequel look, trilogy influence your love of The Empire Strikes Back? What I'm saying, look, Star Wars has had more bites at the apple, but they have yeah. made things since that are as good to me as Empire at this okay. point. Okay. Yeah. I would Whereas say. Die Hard has never made anything as good as the first one. The, the no third one is probably closest for me wow. i still prefer the first by a mile yeah. so empire moves on for me well you have to look at the what are the factors right a great leading man in, a great leading every man in um john mcclain right same thing here with luke then you got a great villain in vader versus hans gruber all right those cancel each other out so what are you left there's much more moments with the rest of the cast in Empire than there are in Die Hard. So in that way, I think you have to give the nod to Empire again, uh, as well. I agree as well that Empire gets the nod there with that logic. All right, Last Crusade versus Big. For me, this is easy. It's Last Crusade, not even a question. Yeah. Yeah. Big is amazing. It is. We're not denigrating that film. Yeah. But... Last Crusade yeah. is just a okay, a better choice. So now, now, Last Crusade versus The Empire Strikes Back. Well, I'll say this much. Whoever wins this matchup for me wins the whole thing. <laughs> so this is my championship between the two of them. 
because it's I, I Raiders is my choice. You have Back to the Future from the top part of the bracket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I I don't take Raiders over Empire or Last Crusade. Okay. This is just me stalling. By the way, yes, it is. Yes, I can tell. <laughs> uh, do you have thoughts? Do you have an opinion? You threw I it think, in my face earlier when it was my yeah, choice, so I think I'll yeah. do that to you now. We get to have one each. I think that's fair. Um, <laughs> bless you. I, I, it's tough because I do think Last Crusade is such a good film, but it's. I mean, this is the. But Empire is the greatest film. <laughs> of the entire franchise. It's the greatest piece of media in many people's opinion in my, including mine of the entire franchise so far with Raiders. You've got that Raiders lost. Oh, sorry. Last crusade. You know, you could battle between that and, and Raiders if you want. Oh, you can, right. but temple of doom is not that great. The young Indiana Jones Chronicles was all right. The other Raiders film was terrible. Okay, well, if we're doing that, I'm like you said saying, before, the this is other the, things in Star Wars canon we both can take issue right. with. But there's crown. This is a crown jewel, and I don't think Crusade is necessarily universally the crown jewel of that franchise. And so, for Quite me, possibly, yeah, I have to give it to Empire Strikes Back over the Last Crusade, as much as it kills me to do so, because I think Last Crusade is so fucking good. I think Elsa is not as interesting as Marion Ravenwood. And so the, to me, that kind of dings it a little bit. Whereas I can't find anybody not as interesting in, in Empire Strikes Back from top to bottom. So to me, it moves into that position. For the iconic moments as well. Luke, I'm not your father. That's just massive. And the I love you, I know moment. So, Man. <sighs> This one is hard. I I think if if you force me and said you have to watch one right now, you have to be forced. We have to choose. Yes, you have to to choose. But it's just like you're watching one of these two. Which do you choose? I choose Last Crusade. Wow, wow, Strong. and it's not an easy decision, obviously, Strong. by me. Painting, but I yeah. once again, Indy's probably my favorite in the discussion, but probably my favorite for all movie characters. Okay. So, okay. um, all right, so the final is Back to the Future versus Empire for you and Raiders versus Last Crusade for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. don't you just feel bad for the top part of the bracket? I mean, this is a murderer's row, a murderer's row. Um, but I have to give it to Empire Strikes Back over Back to the Future. Um, I don't. I, I respect that film very much, as I said. I think it's a damn good movie, and I, and I think the movie carries so much weight and still works. And it's so funny and inventive, and it's actually really difficult to create a mainstream film that's that has the weight but still has the fun. And I think that's difficult to do. I think both of these movies do it. But in the end, if you're giving me the option of which one to put on, I'm going to put on Empire before I put on Back to the Future. Uh, I didn't grow up in middle America or 1950s America. I didn't have family who grew up in 1950s America. And not saying that I'm you know, from another planet or anything, 
but there's just something about there's just more legendary stuff that goes on in Empire than than Back to the Future. So, you know, by the by a millimeter, I give it, and but my vote is Empire over over um, Back to the Future. Yeah, I already everybody already knows my answer because I already said whoever wins this next matchup wins yeah. the whole thing for me. So Last Crusade makes it on. Okay. And uh, I love me some Raiders, but Last Crusade is. That's your overall winner. It's my overall winner Oof. right there. Wow. Great bragging. This was part one. <laughs> this was solid as can be, man. Charles, a yeah. ton of work yeah. to create a very balanced and even uh, bracket. Yeah. Thank you, Charles. Yeah, because there weren't too many of the in our opinion, lesser movies on this list. They're all good movies. Yeah, yeah. But making it out of the second round, which is like, wow, you you had the easier draw compared to uh, some of these others. Is by and large, is like, that's a solid matchup. This, even in the opening round, there were a couple yeah. of Sophie's choices. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, thank you, Charles. Another, uh, another great full metal bracket. Yeah. Wow. Hey. Incredible stuff. Love the stuff you guys are coming up with. And, uh, I would say, just like I said about Andor, even this early in the process, I think this is our greatest offshoot show that we've ever done of the uh, of the top ten. You know, we've had Thunderdome, we've had the the topic Thunder, but this this show has kind of brought everything together. Um, and with Matt and I battling out over over these uh, choices, and you can tell the angst and the, the legitimate struggles we go through in in uh, choosing these films uh, as we go along. So. Great stuff by everybody who's been sending in brackets. And thank you, Charles, for yours. Um, all right, let's wrap it up there, Matt. Uh, what do we have to tell them? You can follow the show on Twitter at Top 10 Show, all spelled out on Instagram and YouTube. It's forward slash the Top 10 Podcast with the number 10. So hit us up over there. And if you'd like to join in on Full Metal Bracket and everything else we do, head to patreon.com forward slash the Top 10 with the number 10. And uh, lastly, you can follow me anywhere at Matt Nost. Yeah, you follow me at the Roka says. All right, y'all take care of yourselves. Be well, and we'll talk to you next time with another episode of Fool Metal.